I'm talking about when I when I you know when you come to the realization of this is the situation that you're in, you can't change it. This is the situation that you're in, dog. I kid you not, my whole body language changed. I you can't you, remember where I'm at now. I'm at my appointment. Yep. I'm at my employer. I can't say fuck this shit. Like it's going on in my head, but everything in my head said, nah, fuck this shit, dog. Fuck this shit. So I walk over to the new area where I'm supposed to be sitting at, bruh. It's basically half, half of the size that I have, only one desk. It they got they got me and my my, my man, my homie, like in this little smaller office. Bro, I'm talking as soon as I walk in there, I just shake my head. I look at my dog and I said, nah, fuck this. This is a I'm not doing this. So I look at him. I'm I finished taking all my stuff over there and I looked at him. And what do you think I proceeded to say? I'm out. I said, I'm I'm not working. I'm not working in this. I said, I will see you at the beginning of the new year. I'm gonna figure this out. I'm not working. I'm not working in this. So I went home. Of course, I get it. I get a message later. Yo, knock knock. I didn't see you at the team meeting. Like, what's what's good with you? It's from from my boss now. So one thing about me is I don't really like crying over spilled milk, especially in a situation like this where it's like, yo, what if we're you know what I'm saying? Like, we cannot change it. The person who's already moved into this desk has already moved into this desk. As soon as he sat down, he said, yo, this is a nice ass desk. Oh, I got so tight. I got so tight. <laughs> hey, he might, he, the, dude, and the dude who moved into that desk, he a cool dude too. You know, the homie. So it's like, now I'm looking at him. He looking at, he can tell. I'm like, man, I, I went on. I, somebody boxed me up. Yo, I didn't see you like everything all right. And I just messaged her back. So now, like as I message her back, I'm not talking to I'm talking to her, but I'm more so talking to me. Because ultimately this is my fault. I know this is my fault. So I said, I said, you know what? I was like, yeah, I was there until the quote unquote. I literally in quotations put the move. And then I left after the quote unquote move. And I was like, then my next sentence was, if I would have known this move was a real thing. No, I was like, I'm actually really upset with myself because if I would have known this was this move was a real thing, I would have told you that I am adamantly against moving. Like, I don't want to move at Oof. all. You said that? Yes. Word, 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 bar for bar. Then I said, then I said, but there's nothing we can do now. The desk is gone. It is what it is. Mm. Then, I was, then I was like, it seems, oh, my last sentence in this was, it seems like me getting over shit is a recent uh, getting over stuff is a recent trend lately. Ha, ha, ha. Oh no, you went full Dwight Trude. You mega desk. I'm, I'm tight. I'm tight. So then, I don't know why. Why when people get that, they all of a sudden want to meet. Yo, let's let's connect. Let's let's chat it through. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think I did? No. <laughs> I said, "There's no need to cry over spilled milk." That I, I said, I, I literally, said, I said, "There's no need to cry over spilled milk." That desk is dead, and I said, "That that desk is completely gone. Someone's taking it. We don't need to kick a horse while it's down." And what did they say to that? They sent a meeting invite. Yeah. <laughs> so now yep. I'm about to go to the meeting, and I and I'm not going to know what to say because I'm I'm gonna say I'm going to repeat it almost what I said because I really I don't I'm not it's not like I got no I got. Mm. How do I say this? I'm not. Am I annoyed by it to the, to the utmost T? But what the fuck am I going to do about it? Am I going to sit here and have an, uh, like she was trying to bring folks close together? That's yep. not my working. That's not my working style. 
that's so, so like, how are you going how are you going to navigate this are you going to be like i'm just disappointed because i lost mega desk i lost half my footprint or oh I, well that's what i'm gonna start out with and then i'm gonna break it down to to the why and then i'm gonna say really this new space i don't feel comfortable with at all like i don't feel comfortable working here like at all and then i'm gonna get asked the why and i'm gonna say yep. i lost all peace of mind like i have i i cannot have a peace of mind working here too accessible too much foot traffic too many people can see me and stop too many people will see me to stop and ask questions and i do not want that ah so now we're talking so we need to split this how does this move affect your productivity and that's it that's what i was trying to get at no You're, you got it you yep. got it so it, oh no i kind of oh no there was a sentence i left out in that when i was talking to her in that initial message i did say after i after i said the recent trend thing i said it's okay though because when i was saying like it's okay i'm gonna get over it i i said it's okay i'm gonna get over it i'm just not working at that desk for the foreseeable future for sure before the end of the new year that i i said that oh that and okay now I, I understand that's a very big piece of information that's why you got a meeting invite yeah i i, I don't know how i forgot that no i told totally, her like i'm yeah, not working that's where the meeting invite came from yeah but like okay but i'm like standing on that i'm not working at that desk and my and my old desk is taken so if i don't feel comfortable working at that desk and my old desk is taken where you work from where i feel comfortable tell me tell me am i crazy am i justified because really i'm not really i'm, I'm more <laughs> I'm more upset at myself for not raising my hand and saying, yo, I don't want to move. What are we going to do about it? I thought it was going to be one of those things going to get swept under the rug. I think you're tripping a little bit like that. That's just I mean, especially where you've worked before, like moving was just a thing. Yeah, but I'm speaking through past traumas of being in in. You, we have worked together. You have seen yes. where I, they have put my desk and it's at a location where I yes. never get left alone. Yes. Now, now that is a real concern. That and that's what I would lead with. Like, hey, I've done this before. My productivity fell. I started working long hours because I couldn't work at work, and that affected. But that's essentially really why. That's yeah. my That's my beef. Because yo, when I tell you, yo, I'm talking about my old desk was such a perfect setup. People wouldn't even know if I'm in the office because if I sat down and you couldn't see over, because I'm talking about like on the front part of the desk was like an even like taller little thing. So it's like uh -huh. standing desk plus like a little guardrail. So it's like if I was like you could see you could see me if I was standing up, but if I was sitting down, you had to like make the effort to walk back there to see if I'm if I'm if I'm there or not. And that's why that's that's the real genesis of the move. They're like, man, he got it too good. He he ain't been here long enough to have it that good. So, listen, pray for me because come Thursday, I know I'm not going to get in there and say nothing crazy because that's also the reason why I left. I am very self-aware and my words do sting and I don't mean them to. I'm just very direct with words like you're, you're going to you're going to know exactly how I feel when I say it. So that's why, like, as soon as, like, when I felt this overwhelming feeling of, yo, fuck this, that's when I knew I had to leave. That's when I knew I had to leave. So because what time the, is the meeting on Thursday? It's like 11 a.m. Oh, here's another thing. This, this, like, I had a team meeting right after this move. So I was going to walk into this team meeting when we were celebrating somebody's birthday with the energy that I had. Nah, it would, it would have been worse. Like, it would... It would it would have been bad because I would have been in there I would have been in there tight as hell. Everyone singing happy birthday. I'm just sitting there with the Aida's face. 
The what? The what face? The I eat ass face. You know, they keep from the Kevin Hart special. He's gonna sit there, just like they sing a happy birthday. I'm there, like I don't have this guy to eat an ass. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 126 of Speak on It. Speak on it, ladies and gentlemen. You already know when you see the bro with the fro here with the smoothest bald head on the east coast it could only be speak on it is in the building you you can't you can't say i have the smoothest bald head after saying the i eat ass face 45 seconds earlier that came from that's that's from a kevin hart i don't care who it's from oh that's hate that's hate why why are you trying to stunt my creativity and my comedic genius that's hate that's hate maybe (laughs) <laughs> listen i got a lot of i'm gonna be honest with you if you're listening there's gonna be a lot of hate in this episode i've got a lot of salt and a lot of hate let me start off by saying this a fantasy loss by less than a point mm. for some reason this season has become a real thing i have a total of six fantasy losses this year no, no shit eight, Eight fantasy losses this year by three or less points oh across nine leagues. That's hard. Nine so at last, least, it, oh my god! Last night, ladies and gentlemen, I was in a league, my second most expensive league. All I had to do was win, and I was in. I'm up one twenty. I'm up one twenty five point nine to one twenty four point seven for. 58 and a half minutes of the, no 59 and a half minutes of the Dolphins and Titans. Guess what play I lost the game on? Tell us the second to last play of the Dolphins game when Tua threw that ball to Devon A chain and he caught it on that screen before the fourth down. Terrible. I lost, I lost the game 126.3 to 125.9. That's heartbreaking. I, I no. After the game, I literally was every everyone in the chat was like O M F G W T F. All I could say was wow, because that's all at this wow, wow. Now let me tell you, this season the losses that have really bothered me and stuck with me have been the complete blowouts. The complete because I'm like, what the fuck? Because there's like really nothing I could do. Really. Yeah. Nothing. The 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 point the the ones by three or less that's the fantasy guy telling me this ain't the year, boss. But the ones by like twenty or less or twenty or more or something like that, there's a clear blowout. I'm just looking at my team like you motherfuckers suck. Really? For me, it's yeah. the opposite. Like the blowout, I can say it's just not my week. But the one point, the two point losses, it's like oh, because it's usually just one guy, right? If I had started this guy over that guy, I would have won. But see, I look at it differently because I look at it as like losing a game on a three. Like game has been tied. This game has been close the entire way. You just lose on some shit. Kyle, for example, what's up, Kyle? Kyle beat me three weeks ago off of TJ Hawkinson catching a touchdown pass in in the second half of the game. I end up losing by like uh, maybe like by a point, less than a point. Same thing. It's like. If you're going to lose, lose it like that to where you are always in the game and you can always say, damn, if this would have happened, it could have went the other way. I get tight losing by like 30 or more because it's like, yo, I could have I could have done all the tricks. I could have formulated, thought through all the lineups. And this is how y'all come out here and perform? I mean, what the fuck? I, I feel like that 
because I get comfort knowing that there's nothing I could have done. Yeah, I, I get tight knowing, oh man, if I started Curtis Samuel instead of I don't know JSN, I would have won. Like that's the thing that gets nah, me. Yeah, nah. Maybe maybe just con- con- contrasting thoughts. It's just, I get tight thinking about it. I don't know. It's just me though. Just, let's just. I'm. I'm gonna start by saying this though. I'm. 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 I'm gonna start by saying this. Last year, I was in six leagues, made the playoffs, and I believe like four or five of them. Okay. Yeah, I made. The, I made the. No, I was in six leagues, made the playoffs in five of them. The sixth league was the work league that I okay. didn't make the playoffs. After after last night, I was sitting up. I'm a little tight after the outcome of that Dolphins Titans game, but I'm just reevaluating all my fantasy lineups. This was this was a year that I tried the most fantasy leagues in my life at nine. Jesus. So I'm just thinking about all my leagues last night, and I said, "Okay, I am fantasy competent enough to be able to handle nine leagues. I don't think I'm the best GM I can be." handling nine leagues so i start going through so i start going through my list of leagues saying all right which one's getting cut where do you think i'm what do you think number one on that list is the Superflex league that's gone try again the work league the fucking work league the work league duns i'm not participating in shit again last year the league was bad this year the league was really bad like to the point where I was like, yo, this league stinks. Like, we stink. Not just like, we as a as a collective league, we stink. I don't think we're serious enough fantasy players where I'm going to devote money to this. So I, ne- next year, next year, I'm going to respectfully just bow out. When they send out the link, I'm just never going to sign up. Yeah, you say that now. No, I'm, I'm serious because next year I want to really focus in and just focus in on on a couple of leagues. So that league out of here. Second league, to your point, as mentioned, will be that Superflex league. Mm-hmm. So, letting the world know if you happen to be listening, you're in that Superflex league and you make the playoffs. If you win it, you are going to you are going to have bragging rights for life cuz that will be the only Superflex 12 team league I'm bringing back. We'll we'll talk about it later. Very tight about that league. I'm very upset. You won 10 games and do not get a bye. No, I won 10 games, and my quarterbacks are Justin Herbert and Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, you got it right to be tight. You got it right to be tight. Tight. Uh, yeah. So I'm 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 out of that. We're we blowing that league up. We're sending that one to somewhere. To the, to the moon. Yeah, we're we not bringing that one back. Um, remember my cousin's league that I told you about? Uh, the one Vaguely. that I won it. The one that I won way back in the day, I had a yes. dynasty. Yes. So, just thinking about it again, I'm leaving that league after this year too. Even and I'm in the playoffs. I'm in the playoffs. I want to win it, and I'm just right off in the sunset. Okay. Because the more I thought about it, I like this league. I don't, I just don't know if I want to say it. I don't. I don't know if the like if they if they up. I would say this if they up the buy in, I might consider staying, but I I don't think they will. So, it's not it's not really worth it um and then what what's the other one? Oh, and then i so i'm in nine so that's getting me down to about six because i'm i'm leaving those three leagues i think i got a difficult decision because i want an odd number 
what's so special about an odd number? Well, that way on a week to week basis, when I do my wins and losses, it'll always be an odd. Okay. Number. Okay. You'll yeah. know if you're a winner. Or, okay. I respect that. Yeah. No I told you. I'm game season for you. Yeah. No, I need to know if I'm a winner or not. So um, I, I don't know, but, but here's the thing. <clears throat> I, the, of those six leagues, I commissioned two of them: the redraft and the dynasty league. So those stay because yeah. they're, I mean, they're two good no leagues. One. No one wants to leave them. Although some when the people dynasty are leagues that. leaving. No, no, the superflex league is is leaving. Oh yeah, yeah, superflex. I mean, yeah, oh, you're talking about the yes, I got you. Yeah, of the six leagues I have left, obviously we have the redraft league, which is a winner. People like that league, so we're keeping Love it. The, the dynasty league's a winner. We're going to be keeping that one. Tight. So now. So, so now I, I got four leagues left. I got my man's 12-team league that I just rejoined this year. But I've I've like I've I've joined it, then left the next year, joined it, then left last year, then I've joined it again. I told my man I'm gonna stay in it this time. Because sure? he's in all my league. He yes, it's Jordan. I'm in all his oh, leagues. Okay. He's in my leagues. I'm in his. I got it. How I is he stay. as a commission? Because let me take he's pretty good. That he's, he's pretty good. Was getting dragged through the mud in our super flex league, and he's gonna fuck around and win it. Yeah, I know. He's doing I mean, he's a pretty I'm good. For My only beef with him is that he uses he uses he still uses divisions, which I think after this year, he in a league, he's gonna he's cutting divisions because he just won 11 games and doesn't have a bye. Um, and then his second thing is, which is my beef with him, he uses points for us as like tiebreakers for playoff seasons i hate that i oh, hate wins for. losses i'm always for wins losses uh but oh yeah people... that was a very intense that's been an intense conversation in our region in your redraft league I mean, it's been all season yeah i'm always going to be for wins and losses because we're in the business of winning and losing football games so i'm not going to reward you because you lost with a lot of points i'd rather win the guy who won with no points or barely any points just me though um so I got to think about it. So I can't leave my man's league. There's my league with my college homies that I am determined to win before I die. So I got to stay in, got to stay yeah, in that got one. Some time. There's the league last night. It's a, it's a, that, that, that I lost because of the Titans dolphins games. That's a 12 team super flex dynasty league Ooh. in which my roster right now consists of Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, Tua and Patrick Mahomes. Those are my top four. We finished seven and seven, as you can imagine, largely due to Patrick Mahomes' underwhelming season, which is okay because I was able to garner with the league. And now the booty bowl, the toilet bowl, as some people call it, the winner of the toilet bowl gets the second overall pick now. First overall pick goes to worst record in the league. Second overall pick goes to the winner of the booty That's bowl. Very interesting. And then draft picks from then on out are determined by your placing uh, in the league. Or And as a reminder, for, for our Dynasty League, whoever wins the, the Booty Bowl is the first overall pick, right? Yep, it's determined. It's all determined by the Booty Bowl. So Marvin first, Harrison Jr., congratulations. You're going to be on Ron Isley's tax returns. Got to get there first. And we're going to talk about that league later because I hope my man Bam comes. It's interesting now. Um, so, yeah, we got, we, got, we got this Superflex League that the roster is so good that I don't want to leave this roster because I can win a championship with this league. Like simply put, I might for this league, I literally might follow the same route that the Kansas city chiefs, I think are going to go in the off season. 
I'm going. I, I'm trying to win this console, uh, this booty bowl tournament, so so I can take whatever wide receiver the Chiefs take in the first round, so that I can pair him with Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be Keon Coleman, hopefully, but who knows? Who the fuck knows? And then my last league is the my most expensive league, but that's the league that I won last year. It's the it's the keeper league. I won it last year, and I made it into the playoffs this year with a losing record. So I can't. I can't leave this league because I have a chance to defend my crown. And if I do, you think I'm going to leave a league where I'm back-to-back champions? With Patrick and Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback in this one. He's one of my keepers. C.D. Lamb and Patrick Mahomes are my keepers. And I might keep them again next year, too. So I'm at a place now where the six leagues I have are like six leagues that I really enjoy, really like. So either join seven and drop one. Right, or stay with six. No, I, which is where I was kind of last. Which where I was last year, I just instead I just dropped the work league and added a super flex dynasty league. So more to come there. But I can tell y'all right now, no more nine team leagues for me. If anything, if I can get it to five, that would be amazing. So Cal's in like forty five leagues. Yeah, no, Cal's a monster. Uh, um so kyle said i like using the total points as the first play as the first place tie break as the first tiebreaker if the teams have the same win and loss record um kumgua was good he says love to see two black brothers try uh, since we're here talking about fantasy football danny before we maybe dive deeper into that let's talk some real football my brother right. it was nfl week 14 start us off on thursday from last week you want you want to talk about that? Let's say this: that game was terrible. Moving on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, hold on. Listen, this is the only thing I'm gonna say. Jeff Bezos, when you go buy things for billions and billions of dollars, sometimes factor in that sometimes they might put the Patriots and the Steelers in prime time on your network. On your you network. And now you got to have Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit try to hype up a game between the Steelers and the Patriots. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. I and I didn't even watch a single minute of it. I didn't even watch a single minute of it. I, I watched, watched like the, the first drive, and I was like, you know what? Nah, I deserve better than this. So I stopped. You know it's a bad game when you get a notification that Ezekiel Elliott has scored a touchdown, and you're genuinely surprised on why you're getting a notification that Ezekiel Elliott is scoring a touchdown, and then you remember you started Ezekiel Elliott in fantasy. That's how bad that game was. I didn't even remember about it. It's bad. All right, let's get to the games on Sundays then. Let, let's get to the games on Sundays. All right, you want to start NFC South? Let's start at the end the of the season. The worst division in all the football. But the well, games the are fun. The game's actually good. So Tampa Bay with the losing record, six and seven. They are on top of the NFC South. Does Derek Carr get healthy enough to bring the Saints back? Or do the Falcons take control? Derek Carr, he won't be healthy until he stops playing football because that guy is out there taking beatings. And the Falcons, I don't think the Falcons are consistent enough to win that division. So where does that leave me? You guessed it, people. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to three-peat this division. Funny enough, with Baker Mayfield at the helm, I think they are probably the most consistent team in a very, very bad division that I think the Bucs are actually going to, to end up taking the NFC South. Um, and my hope is that well, no, because the, the Cowboys or the Eagles are likely going to have that fifth seed. Mm. But if one of them slip up, boy. I am, I said at the beginning of the year, the Falcons win the NFC South. I am sticking to it. I'm doubling down. Um, 
Derek Carr won't stay healthy until his brother stops being a racist on TV. So maybe that'll help. That's a stray he caught for no reason. Who? David Carr? Have you been listening to things David Carr been saying? Give me a give me a give me a hint. Yeah, so David Carr essentially was saying Jalen Hurts can't read a defense. And for those of you who don't know, that is the biggest dog whistle of all time that's used for black quarterbacks. Meanwhile, his brothers out here getting slaughtered and his center is cussing him out on the field in the first quarter. Why he got to be slaughtered? Does Derek Carr not look slaughtered to you? Now, Derek Carr be out there taking some shots that I just like flinch. I'd be like, God damn. Um, no, listen, I, I'm I'm with you. I don't know if the Saints are going to be able to keep him healthy. My problem with the Falcons is, is how can you offensive offensively trust them enough that you think they're going to be able to do something? It seems like Arthur Smith has figured out, man, maybe B. John Robinson and Kyle Pitts and Drake London are good at this. Hey, Desmond, yeah, but, get them the ball. But not every team, not every team is going to be the um, not every team is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dog, did you see? And when Desmond Ritter threw that pass to Bijan and flat and threw it over his head, I was like, "Yeah, I'm losing in every fantasy league this week." Did you watch? <laughs> did you watch Red Zone Sunday? Do you know what pass I'm referring to? Like Bijan was wide ah, open, and hey. Desmond just threw that joint over his head. Hey, do you know how funny it is in life? I mean, in fantasy football, when you're just watching a player and you're just like, "Yep, I'm gonna be losing this week. I might as well just." And, and, the, and the second one, the Panthers and Bucks game. Jonathan Mingo is running a post at the end of the second quarter, wide open, and Bryce Young overthrew him. Because I had to start Jonathan Mingo, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a wrap. We are done here. We are cooked. We are done here. We are cooked." Um, well, an- another hilarious stink fest of a game. What about the Vikings and the Raiders three zero game? So the funny thing about that was. Red Zone went to it a couple times, and you could just hear it in the announcer's voice. Like, they were trying to make it sound interesting, and they had nothing. Like, Ah. Josh Dobbs got benched, and they're just, like, they're just trying to pull something. Man, how can we make this sound interesting? Oh, we haven't seen a score like this since segregation. Wow. This is great. Yeah, listen, ladies and gentlemen, anytime a broadcast brings up any statistic that that hasn't been relevant since the days of segregation – it's you need to change the channel. They're, Dog, they're Jim, Jim Crow was playing football the last time we had a game that low score. I saw someone say that the more Josh Dobbs plays, the worse he gets, and that's why you can't. That's why he'll be a forever backup quarterback. And yep. I thought about that, and I said, "That's actually very right." <laughs> the, the clock is at midnight. Like you get benched. Who is the Vikings' third string quarterback? Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, how oh, I didn't even know Nick Mullins was still in the league. Speaking of which, I did not know Jimmy Graham was still in the league until yep, Sunday. Like I team. saw him on the sideline and he caught a touchdown. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. What I what, what I thought was what I thought was I'll tell you this. In that second quarter, when he threw that hospital ball to Justin Jefferson, I was watching and I said, he can't have much longer throwing footballs. Someone, someone in the someone in the front office said. No, 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 not to Justin Jefferson, you're not. It's funny because we've been saying, man, Josh Dobbs is playing great. Wait till he get Justin Jefferson and sent that man to the hospital with a chest. Send him right back. Yo, it's it's listen, I'm not gonna say it. All I know is y'all didn't hear Tom Brady when he said the QB has to protect wide receivers too. 
Hey, Peyton Manning was out there applauding because Austin Collie probably has the most intense case of CTE thanks to Peyton. Never heard about that. Uh, how um, hard did you laugh at the Bills Chiefs ending? Because I cackled. I I listen. At first, I was tight because I I was tight because Patrick Mahomes is my fantasy quarterback, so I was a little tight at, at that. But then I took a step back from it from a fantasy POV and thought about like the actual event that happened. I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't stop. First off, Kadarius Tony, you are so offside that you might as well be lining up in press coverage trying to guard somebody you are you are very much offsides two the left tackle was offside so somebody was going to get flagged regardless somebody was getting flagged regardless now i'm with i understand what they're saying a lot of offensive players are saying if you're going to call that flag don't even let the play go off so they can reset throw the five yard penalty. like i understand that but that's a penalty that's a penalty now that's a penalty now, the even funnier part is y'all thought Patrick Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid got up there and was upset at the at the officials. No, no. Y'all are reading it wrong. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes was up up there yelling at Kadarius Tony through the refs cuz they want him balling in Shanghai with the Shanghai Sharks after that game. They are fed up. Don't read these headlines saying the Chiefs are behind Kadarius Tony. They are not. They are not. They know though if they dump on him now, who the hell is going to catch balls for them going forward? Pause. They don't got a lot of options. They invested into this offense, so they got to keep investing into this offense. But Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they were so fed up with the wide receiver room in Kansas City. <laughs> Listen, I know Patrick Mahomes at some point this season, if he hasn't already, has went to the front office and said, yo, y'all give y'all all y'all giving me is a 35-year-old tight end and a bunch of fast twitchy dudes who don't catch the ball. You gave me some track stars. Gave me some track stars. It's almost like there is a wide receiver that that they could have that they could have. Fastest wide receiver out here. A matchup nightmare that they could have, you know what I mean? Crazy how that works. All I'll say is this. They're complaining about uh, a a call that cost them a game. Oh, my God. Here he go. Here we go. go. Here he go. You want a Super Bowl on the Tiki Tack call. You just want want a Super Bowl off a very Tiki Tacky call. One would say they were going to score regardless. But Jalen would have got the ball back. That's the thing. Okay. That was a third. That was a stop. They would have had to oh. kick the field goal, and Jalen would have got the ball back with a little over a minute to go. Let That's it all. go. You'll I will not let it go. I have let it go. I just think actually, it's actually, after watching y'all's defense, I could see why you wouldn't let that go. I think it's just funny how he's complaining that a ref cost them a game on something that seems small when he just won a Super Bowl because of the same thing. Like, he's just on the other side of the coin. That's all. It's okay, Patrick. They'll make it up to you in, in the AFC Championship game when you're running down the sideline. And he does that thing where he toes the sideline. And then when someone comes and touches him, he flails and he gets the extra 15 yards. Don't worry. They'll they'll make it up to you, Patrick. It's okay. It'll be all right. The Eagles are offsides most of the time that they run the tush push. It doesn't matter. They still get it. But they're offsides most of the time that they run it. 
I don't see any evidence that backs that I, up. I, 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 I bet you know. Yeah, I bet you know. But y'all run a touch, push the game on the line. They throw that flag. Yeah, they're going to be some thoughts. They're going to be some think pieces. Hey. They're going to be calling them refs all type of racist. <laughs> it's just, you know. But don't worry, Patrick. When, when you're in Baltimore in the AFC Championship game and you overthrow Travis Kelsey, they'll call pass interference even though it wasn't a catchable ball. It'll be okay. I will say this. That is the first game that I think Patrick Mahomes has been on the opposite side of the refs. Yeah. His whole career has been based yeah. off him getting a very fortunate That's not ball. true. That's not true. The, 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 the game last year that sent him to the Super Bowl. Actually, he no. Was, he's been, he was towing the sideline. Nah, because and, remember. Well, I can, actually, I'm going to take that statement back because Brady beat him a few times because of the refs. He beat him one time because of the refs. Yeah, but I'm saying last year they made it to the Super Bowl because he scrambled, he towed the sideline. I was against the Bills. The dude pulled up, but still touched. The Bengals. The who? The Bengals. It was against the Bengals. Yeah, it was against the Bengals. Yeah, guy pulled up, but he still touched Patrick. He flails. He gets the flag, and that puts him in field goal range. They go. That was still a flag, though. That was still a flag, though. But it wasn't. No, that. But that's the Patrick special. But that's a that's flag. That's what I'm saying, right? Because other quarterbacks like you can, do. You can try to spin it any way you want, brother. That's don't a flag. Get flag. Like, let that that's, be Jalen. Jalen wouldn't get that flag. Brother, that's Jackson a flag. Wouldn't, Lamar Jackson you, that, wouldn't get that flag. Well, that's Josh a flag. Josh Allen wouldn't get that flag. I'm not here to say who does and doesn't get flags. I'm here to tell you that was a flag. Just I'm like that passing the Super Bowl was a flag. Just like that offsides on Sunday was a flag. Don't worry, Patrick. They'll make it up to you. It'll be okay. What about the other nasty and hilarious finishes in the NFL? Let's just let's let's just quick hit them and let's just get some thoughts out there. Lions losing to the Bears. And y'all thought the Lions were gonna get the one seed. Fuck out of here. Yeah, no, Lions, y'all. Mm. Fuck out of here. I guess I can't cute, say nothing. Cute story. It's over. What about the Colts losing to the Bengals? Hilarious. I I was a little bit shocked, but Cincy fans, listen. Don't get your hopes up. I'm going to let y'all know right now, if you get your hopes up behind Jake Browning, you're going to be upset at that game. And when I say that game, it's going to be the game. game. It's going to be the game where you are for sure like, we're going to win this game, and he comes out there and shits the bed. Um, Jags losing to the Browns with Trevor Lawrence. The Browns have the best defense in football. I really wasn't that shocked. So a fun stat, the, the Browns have the most wins against teams with winning records in the NFL. They're six and three. I was what not is, I wasn't that shocked. What does that tell you? The Browns were good. And that the nasty man should have never been there. No, I well, the Browns are good, yes. I don't know about this, the line on the nasty man. I was getting ready to say that the Browns. What was telling me is that defense travels because the Browns aren't the most offensively led team, but it's hard to score on them. They're good at all aspects on defense. They're really, really sound. So yeah. I think I think the, I think the Browns are going to be a tough out. And I could I don't know when the next time they play Baltimore, but I could definitely see uh, Baltimore and uh, Cleveland being the two that really fight for that AFC North title. Um, this is the funniest one or one of the funniest ones. Texans losing to the Jets. CJ Stroud got a got a concussion. I feel like if you're a Texans fan, so well, CJ got hurt, but you let the Jets drop thirty on you. 
Here's my thing. Any, 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 at this point in Zach Wilson's career, any game where he comes out and people are like, or, and people are making a headline about no or lack of turnovers, doesn't really say a lot about your defense. Somebody had a rough day. Um, CJ Stroud, hope you get healthy soon, brother. Hope, hope, hope you're not out soon. But man, it seems like the Texans, they, they got out hot, but injuries are starting to, to pile up. Um, last one from last night. The Dolphins losing to the Titans, who, mind you, had not won a road game all season long. Did you see the stat about, I think it's team since 2016, who up, been up? Up by 14 with less than three minutes to go. Only one team had lost. 767 to one. Only one team. It's what What had me cackling is, do you remember after they scored that late touchdown to go up, they was cheering like, this game. Over, yes, gut it up, go back to Tennessee. Then their defense said, No, 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 let me hold, let me hold my beer real quick. Will Levis let that hard ER out, and boy, oh boy, he turned it around. Listen, Will Levis last week yelled greatness in DeAndre Hopkins this week. That's all I'm gonna say. Then that was funny, him hollering at DeAndre. But you know what? When when Peyton and Eli was talking about it, I kind of understand why he was yelling at him because he thought he was running a run route. D Hop ran another one. So he went D Hop. Yo, you can't just change up the route like that. <laughs> like it, it totally makes sense when you give some context of why you'd be getting yelled at. Because now on the sideline, like, yeah, if I'm the quarterback, yeah, nah, yeah, I'm gonna yell, I'm gonna yell at my do man you, too. Like, do you, do you can't do you, just switch up the route. Like that. Do you think DeAndre Hopkins appreciated Will Levis hollering at him like that? If, I mean. In the moment, he's probably, who the fuck are you talking to? But I feel like when he thought about it, he was like, nah. we." He probably took some onus on it. Like, yeah, nah, I shouldn't have done that. Danny, this this next segment is going to be tough for both of us. I think when we made the notes and I put this on here, I didn't even think there would be a need for two ISOs. Here we are. Here we are after last night's Monday night game. But we're going to start Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, We're going to call a full ISO as Danny unpacks the Cowboys versus the Eagles. Before you go, I'm going to give a few of my thoughts. Okay. Two weeks ago, or last week, I came in here and said, I think the 49ers may have given out the blueprint to how to, on how to beat y'all, but I don't know. Dallas is going to let me know. And you said, uh, maybe, but we still got a good team too. I said, uh, all right. I hope you're right. Brother, let me tell you something. Your worst, your best friend a month ago is your worst enemy Sunday night. Y'all was scoring all them points, so it didn't matter if your defense may have given up some late nasty, nasty looking touchdowns. But when y'all don't score all them points, it's disgusting. It's nasty. Now, I would like to add a little bit of context. Not that this is an excuse. I so it's all you, brother. But the 49ers and the Cowboys had 10 days rest before they played the Eagles. Just a little context. Like they had they had too many buys. Not to say that that would have changed. I'm not rolling. I'm not rolling. Not? I'm okay. not rolling. Nope. Sorry. It's the NFL, buddy. You knew the schedule. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if the Eagles had 10 days to prepare, maybe they would look a little different. The Cowboys also had two back-to-back Thursday night games, too, though. But that's seven days rest, so that's still the same amount of rest. Hey, man. Anywho. If we all, we all get a Monday night game, we all get a Thursday night game. So, you know what I mean? I'm just All I'm saying is it's just, 
it's 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 really it's really convenient. But anyway, if Jalen is who we think he is, this shouldn't be a problem. If Jalen, because the Eagles, the Eagles move the ball just fine. It's just turnovers. Jalen fumbled in the red zone. Devontae drops a touchdown. AJ drops that ball. Like Jalen couldn't have handed it to him. AJ fumbles. Devontae fumbles. That's what you know about five, six possessions in the red zone that ended in turnovers or missed opportunities. Like I'm not, I'm not too worried in the offense. I feel like they're going to be able to score points. The thing that's disheartening is where is this pass rush? Like they said Hassan Reddick had 10 sacks Sunday night. I was like, where the fuck you get 10 sacks from? Because I ain't seen him. He had 10 sacks? Or 10 yeah, pressure. Sunday night he sacked Dak, and that was his 10th sack of the season. I was like, where oh, he ten. get 10 sacks? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's his 10th sack of the season. I was like, well, I haven't seen the other nine. I remember like two others. Uh, that's that's the biggest concern. Because you just can't be in shootouts all the time. Like you're going to have to stop someone. But I will say, after halftime, the defense – Looked a lot better. Now, did the Cowboys take their foot off the gas? I doubt it because I feel like they'd want to beat the piss out of Philadelphia. But they went in 26 – what was the score at halftime? 26 24-6? Something like that? It was something like that. And what's the final score? 33-13? So, like, the, the defense figured something out. Listen, man, you lost to the Giants. What they, yeah. What, they still went back and scored more points. <laughs> they won 24. I just I think this team is old. I think the this gauntlet that they've been through, the toughest stretch of games that any team has gone through 70s is catching up to yo, them. Yo, yo, listen to Hey, where Eagles. What hey, ladies and gentlemen, what did we say about about 15, 20 minutes ago? If they bring up any statistics back from when Jim Grow was alive <laughs> or when folks is doing crack, trust me, they is lost. This brother is starving for excuses. You kidding? No, no, no. They they gotta play better, right? Like that's I'm sorry, that goes without saying. They look terrible the past two weeks and they got punched in the mouth by their two biggest threats in the NFC, and it might cost them the one seed. Which might not be a bad thing because if you get the two seeds, you get the Falcons, and then you get Detroit, and then you get whoever between San Francisco and Dallas. But that's a conversation for another day. Oh no, they they one hundred percent got to play better. Well, I would say this: what I wouldn't be so giddy to potentially play. I mean, the Falcons or the Saints or whoever. I wouldn't be so giddy to have to play the Lions. I'll say this about the Lions. Their defense, like y'all's defense, is shaky. I would say their defense is a little less shaky. But I would, I would also say, though, the way they like to run the ball and how they use that to their play action, to those weapons, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they take Dallas's game plan and just duplicate it. Because I think they have the weapons and the team to do it, and they're aggressive enough. They're just like y'all aggressively, you know, on offense, so I'd I'd rather have a shootout with Detroit and Detroit than getting stomped out in Dallas. Here, okay. So here's the thing: I think no matter where y'all go, it's going to be a shootout because y'all's defense is bad. The That's what I'm saying. Y'all's defense is bad. And I yeah, think I'm saying I'd rather play another team with another terrible defense. Like I'd rather play the Lions who have a who have a terrible defense and just say, well, whoever has the ball last wins. Or I just need one turnover compared to a team with a dominant defense like Dallas and San Francisco who can just end it early. 
Do you honestly still believe that this Philadelphia team is the contenders that we thought they were? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. They still came back and beat the Chiefs by 10. They still beat the Bills in overtime. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Cowboys in Philadelphia. The Eagles have the second best record against teams winning teams. They're five and two. Yeah, I still think they can win a Super Bowl. 100%. That has not changed. Okay. All right. We that ain't I, changed. I got I, I got to do a temperature check. See, see where you at. See and let me tell at. you something. If they see San Francisco again and fraud party gets down, it's a wrap. That, well, y'all gotta, here's the thing. Y'all got to stop them first. This this is nothing. If y'all cannot, because it's yeah, clear that the, the Niners and the Cowboys, they are confident they can get one, two to three stops or turnovers if needed. They feel very confident playing y'all. Detroit. All it takes is an early turnover, and y'all seem to be keen to giving away early turnovers, and then y'all get down by seven to ten. Now you're in a hole. This, you know what I'm saying? This is what we'll here's how I look at it. I know if we're down, I have a guy who can bring us back. Who else in the NFC can say that? Teddy. If I if the Eagles are down by 10 or 14, I know I have a quarterback that can put the team on his back and bring the team to victory. Who else in the NFC can say that? Lions, the Cowboys, no. the Niners, low key. The Niners, I feel like the Niners. Brock Purdy can't like... play from behind. We'll see. Like if you, I, if you okay. get if you, if you get a, if you get up on the 49ers and know Brock Purdy got to throw it, I feel like I'll I'll can... retract that statement because I haven't seen Brock Purdy play from multiple scores behind. But I, I feel like the Lions feel that way. I know the Cowboys feel that way. I would I would go out on a limb and say that. I know you're not about to say it's anyone from the NFC South. I know you're not about to say somebody from the NFC South. No. I, I, I know out. you're not about to fix your lips and say somebody from the NFC South. I know, not from the NFC South. I'm trying to think of the rest of the NFC. Exactly. Um, no, I would I would say the Lions, I would say the Cowboys feel like if they get down, they can come back. I would say um, if they make the playoffs, I don't feel like I feel like the Rams are a little confident that Matthew Stafford could at least make it a, a game. Yes. I don't know if they feel like they could win, um, but I think those are probably the three that those would be the ones that I would trust. So I I, I hear what you're saying. I'm with I'm uh, with you, Kyle. I don't think the Lions are winning a playoff game. I don't. Think it so. wouldn't surprise me. It, it 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 would depend on their draw. Yeah, if like Green if, they, Bay, if Green Bay stays six, and I'm glad we're here. If Green Bay stays six, I don't know if Detroit feels as confident that they're, they're just going to beat us just because yeah. they're playing at home. Can I ask you a question? What's up? How and I meant to text you last night, but I fell asleep. You and the, this could happen to the Eagles. They still have to play the Giants twice. How did it feel to lose to a stereotype on national television? Oh man, we here. Okay, ISO. All right, Kyle, you might as well hop in here, man. We might as we we can ISO. We can we can run the pick and roll on this one. Listen, here's the problem with being a Green Bay Packers fan. There's this thing that they do when they when they start winning games that you think they're gonna lose, right? We go we 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 come out the gate a little shaky. We go down we go down like three four games without winning the game. And then we come back and we start winning some games, right? We start getting momentum. We get the big win versus the um we get the big win versus the Lions in Detroit on Thanksgiving. We come back the next week. We play we 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 play Kansas City. Uh, 
at home in Arrowhead, not in Arrowhead, in Lambeau. And we, we beat the defending champs. Dominant, dominant win. If you watch that game from start to finish, you could tell the Packers were the better team on the field last night. So then after that many, after that many wins in a row, after you're seeing the growth, the performance of this offense, this receivers, the quarterback, you're seeing how the pass rush is getting after people. You're seeing how your back end is covering folks, even without our best cover corner in Jair Alexander. And then you see who on the schedule. You see the New York football giants. And you're thinking, oh, this is a get right game. We're going to go to seven and six. We're going to we're, we're, we're going to we're going to put on we're going to play good complimentary football. We're going to run the ball. We're going to be able to pass the ball. We're going to be able to get enough stops. This should be a 31 to 14 game. Here's the problem when you're a Green Bay Packers fan. It's the games that you're for sure confident that you're going to win, that they go out there and they they. They act inept. It, it 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 was it was for the first 30 minutes it was pure ineptitude on that football field from everybody there was it had me thinking for the first 30 minutes there's not two professional football teams on the field right now in metlife stadium this is a joke but we start to figure it out right you see jordan love starting to put 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 put, put progressions together he's starting to read defenses now on defense, we're starting. We're starting to get some stops. We're we're, we're getting some points. We're set, even though we had been settling for field goals early, we're starting to score some touchdowns. We're starting to feel confident in the team. We get a late touchdown at the end. There, great, great, great touchdown catch. And then guess what? Guess what? One of the worst special teams units in the league this year continues to rear its ugly head lose flash ladies and gentlemen the green bay packers are the most penalized special team unit in the league you know what that means on special teams they are a liability rich piscata you're supposed to be the special teams guru this is supposed to be your bag like that's why we brought you over from the Raiders. You know what I mean? We took you from there after that little head, that temporary head coaching thing because you were a respected voice in the locker room and you knew your special teams. What the fuck is going on? The fuck is going on, bro? Keyshawn Nixon, when you fumble or when you bobble uh, a punt, the last thing on earth you should try to do after you get the ball back is to get up and try to run it with it again. What do we do? They don't they teach that in like Pop Warner. Listen. We are lucky that on this winning streak we beat the Chiefs and we beat the Lions and that our strength of schedule record has us still with a chance to control our own destiny to get to the playoffs. I'm not here to say the Green Bay Packers are world beaters. I'm not here to say the Green Bay Packers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. But the football product that was put on the field at MetLife Stadium last night is not reflective or indicative of the football team that I have been seeing for the last month. The last month showed me that when this team is locked in, prepared, and they execute, they are just as good, if not better, than some of the top teams in this conference. We got to do better. We gotta do better. We not, we not, we not going into Philadelphia beating nobody playing like that. We're not going to the Bay and beating nobody like that. We're not walking into Dallas and beating nobody like that. And if we walk into uh Tampa Bay or New Orleans or Atlanta playing like that, it's gonna be a real dog fight for no reason. 
but you'd still probably win. I, I'm not even sure about that because the Falcons beat us earlier, and I still think we should have won that game. Get healthy, Christian Watson. Here's what I'll say from earlier this year when we lost to the Falcons versus when we lost to the Giants last night. Kyle, Kyle kind of spoke to it too. When we had mistakes on offense early in the season, those mistakes, we just we couldn't really dig out that hole and we were stuck. Last night, I saw that even through the mistakes, Jordan Love is playing through it and he's still le- looking to points. I, I, I challenge anyone to ha- who has seen some of the Packers games, if you've watched the earlier Packers games and you've watched maybe the last three or four Packers games and you've seen Jordan Love's development in between, it's night and day. The guy's a really the guy's a good quarterback. I'm really excited to see where he continues to take this team. But last night, that just isn't that just isn't Packer football. That just wasn't Packer football. I was disgusted. I was I was sitting there in disbelief. Well, luckily for you, this Miami was doing it. like this. I couldn't even watch Sopranos last night. I was so disgusted. Yo, Sopranos is hilarious. I know it's a drama, but the Sopranos. Tony Soprano went to his sad lady's house and beat up her husband in front of her. Hilarious. Do you remember that? That man was tweaking and went over Beat the hell out of him, too. With with a belt, like a child. Because he didn't didn't want to really hurt him because that was her hubby. So he said, but you know what? I'm going to teach you a lesson because you acting like a real... And, fellas... um... Remember old girl who had one leg and Tony was like, bro, he was that he thing still worked. Yeah, he loved he, her. He loved that girl. And Tony Soprano was a freaky ass boy. Um, listen, let's talk about the NBA. You see behind me the Mavericks. They're oh, winning. Brother. They're winning. Oh, without Kyrie and Luca <laughs> on back to back. It's second half of back to back. NBA made Luca play tonight. Luca's hurt. Yeah, 15, 15 point lead for the Mavericks over the Lakers last night. But speaking of the Lakers, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not hear over the weekend, there was an NBA in season tournament. Kyle, we're going to address that statement later, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, over the weekend, there was an NBA in season tournament, semifinals and finals. So we saw the Pacers beat the Bucks to advance yep. to the finals. We saw the Lakers beat the Pelicans to advance to the finals. The Lakers and Pacers met in the first ever NBA in-season championship tournament game. Real back and forth. I think there's a, a lot of hype around the Pacers. Tyree, Tyrese Halliburton and this offense. Ultimately, after a gate, great game. Come on, man. We know. We know. We know what the fuck time it is. It's Lake Show time. The Lakers end up coming away with the win, and they are the inaugural NBA in-season champs. So, Danny few questions here. Yep. Before we get to the jokes, let's do a quick hitter on some of the more serious stuff. Yep. What were your thoughts about the tournament overall? Do you think it was a, a success for the NBA, or do you think Adam Silver maybe needs to cut his losses while LeBron is riding high right now? I think it was as, as successful as it could be. So the thing, the in-season tournament's not going to be a thing overnight. This is going to this is a year. Like we're talking five, six years. Like this is this is the long haul. So the first year was a success, man. Like I'm not saying the NBA is rigged. I'm not one of those guys, but this is the best case scenario. LeBron James took this seriously and the Lakers won, right? Like now, and I know the LeBron Jordan talk, like I'm not in that foolishness, but yeah, this is the best case scenario, right? Like your, your top star, your gatekeeper of the league, your elder statesman won the first ever in season tournament. I think it was, I don't know what else the league could ask for. And the the guy on the other side is a young star on a team in a small market, right? So you you got it. Yep. Here's what I'll say. 
Adam Silver, we called you a madman. We called you a madman. The world tried to doubt you, Adam Silver. I was open, a little skeptical. I was open. I'm glad I remained open. This was really fun. This is really fun. I saw the intensity. It's, it, it was clear, clear as day, the intensity between a regular season game, like, like what's being played over my shoulder versus an NBA in-season game. Yep. And I'm glad that it, it really gave a chance for some of these teams, like the OKCs, the Indianans of the world, the Pelicans of the world, to get some real national spotlight. I think, to your point, it was really best case scenario that um, LeBron and the Lakers won. Yeah. Um, just because one, I think, I think now that LeBron's won it, and every, I think that players around the league see how respected LeBron and the Lakers are being after winning it. I think next year going forward, people are going to want some of that, and. On every NBA team, we all have our Supermax players, but we also on every NBA team have guy number 13, 14, 15 on the yep. bench. And I feel like LeBron putting such a vocal emphasis on, yo, I'm trying to win this for my young bulls at the end of the bench who don't, who 500,000, that's good money. That's, that's good money. money. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, what, what about the game itself? Do you think this really puts the Pacers in a national spotlight going forward, particularly in the Eastern Conference? I think the Pacers are the kings of this year. Like last year, the kings are making some noise. You know, people started to pay attention, and they got to the playoffs, and they took Curry to seven. I think the same thing with the Pacers, right? Someone on this pod said the Pacers are going to be good this year. And You're right. Are. You said, you said it about that flow. Let me tell you something. When the Pacers and the Sixers meet in the first round, and, yeah. that, and, that, and, and that series goes to seven games for absolutely no reason, we're going to look back and say this was the year – Tyrese Halliburton, the Pacers, let everyone in the uh, league No, I'll take it a step further. It'll be Boston. Halliburton versus – you think Boston's Boston's, too big? I I think Boston's going to be the one seed. I I think Embiid and the Sixers are going to be like a two or three seed, and I think the Sixers – I mean, the Pacers are going to be like a six seed. Okay. Yeah. Um, If you're the Lakers, does this championship game give you a little bit momentum as you look ahead to the season? Obviously, you know, they're kind of losing over my shoulder, but – I I think it gives you confidence to know that LeBron can still turn it on when LeBron wants to and needs to turn it on. And that's what you really care about. Yep. I think, I think, go ahead. And Anthony Davis too. Like, oh, oh, he's still here. Like he's still in there. And he's still a dominant player. And when he gets up for games and he shows up, there's not much anyone in this league can do. Nope. Not much anyone in this league can do. Here's what I'll say. If I'm the Lakers, I kind of figured this Dallas game was going to happen just after that emotional type of letdown after a game like that in, that in-season championship game was. But I think going forward, I think the Lakers learned a little bit more about how they can win these type of games and that type of intensity. Mind you all, we beat the Pacers, and we really only made like two or three threes. So that means when that three ball is not – Falling and we try to go down low and be dominant in the paint, we can do that. But if Absolutely. you saw that game, if you saw that game versus the Pelicans, when that three ball is fl- when that three ball is really flying, it's an impossible train to stop. It's just, just too good. All right, now Danny, we're both about to get some jokes off because as yeah. soon as I saw it, I knew you saw it, and I knew you had jokes too. Ladies and gentlemen, it was reported earlier that the Lakers, after winning the NBA in-season tournament, will be hanging a championship banner in 
the crypto.com arena. Danny, I'm gonna let you just take it. Go ahead. What are we do? First and foremost, I think this is 100% Adam Silver. Like th this is definitely coming from him because I don't think Genie Bus mm. would allow this to happen. I will say the thing is, we originally came out and said we are not hanging any banners. Even exactly. We like I think I think Adam Silver's like no 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 no. You hang in this banner, and I'll say when Adam Silver's time on this planet is over. You seen the meme when Kobe crossing Jesus up in heaven? <laughs> what are you trying to say? He gonna be waiting for Adam at the gates. A hey, dog. You're like, hey yo, dog. I, he, he, oh yeah, Kobe gonna be up there talking about some Adam. We had a standard. We are not these other franchises. No, we are not the Clippers. We're not. We're not. Not not by any stretch of the imagination. Um, listen, you buy, are you gonna are you gonna buy a banner shirt? Hey yo, they're gonna, they gonna have shirts. You gonna buy a shirt? So you just call you call me a bitch in front of everybody like this? <laughs> no, I just asked yeah. if you call you, you call me a bitch in front of the world, right? An in season tournament champ. Man, I, I wish like hell I would. Listen, my champion, my celebration ended after Saturday when I went to bed. Because when I woke up Sunday, I said, "All right, in season tournament's done. Let's. It's time to make an NBA finals run." Do you think they're going to make special jerseys with a little in season tournament patch on them? I swear to God, I might lose my shit. <laughs> I would lose my shit. That would oh. nah, not now on a team led by LeBron. He's got too many. You don't that. think so? You don't think they'll get the little? Oh, do you think they'll add patches on the jersey for the rest if, of the year? I would. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to look at LeBron and say, if this happens, I'm going to look at LeBron and say, this might be a stain on your legacy, dog. Because this do is you? Not I don't know if they still do, but I think they do. You know how they put the Larry O'Brien trophy on the back of jerseys of teams that won championships? Do you think they'll add a little whatever that trophy's called to the back of the Lakers jersey because they won the Yeah, what's, what's up with you? Why are you, why are you disrespecting my franchise like You this? said we're going to get these jokes off. We're getting these no, jokes off. Yeah, yeah, but shit jokes. I don't like you talking these jokes while the Mavericks beating, my, beating up on my Lakers like this. Matter of fact, hey, yo, big deal or no deal? Big deal or no deal? <laughs> Lakers, no, y'all better not hang up that damn banner, by the way. Oh, boy. When do you hang it up at the All-Star break? Oh, hang Hang it up at the next holiday meeting or staff meeting because that's where it needs to be hung. You 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 hang it up the first round of the playoffs, game one of the playoffs when you're at home. That's when you drop yep. the banner. Yo, drop your addy real quick because I don't like how you talking about my. Life. <laughs> no, I don't like how you talking about my Lakers. I don't like how you talking about my Lakers. Oh. Listen, I was easy on them Eagles. I was easy on them Eagles. Okay, we're done. Because y'all see, see, see how that energy switch up. Nobody said this when y'all let uh, y'all let a brother whose first name is Dakota. Mm, that was painful to watch, man. I went to bed. So tell me what you're gonna do at the NFL Awards when Dak Prescott is receiving his MVP honors, and they're yep. using that game versus the Eagles in Dallas for like most of his highlight package to really get his crazy. game. The, and before and before you finish that sentence, yep. mind you, this will be a night or two before Dak plays Lamar in the Super Bowl. Uh, LOL. I was about to say, that'd be cool because that'll be the last award Dak sees because he won't be in the Super Bowl. When's the last time the MV, regular season MVP won the Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes, last year. He did it last year. Before that, it was rare, though. Listen, It was rare. But my homie breaks it, all the rules. So now you, yeah, now, now you got to take that rule and just smash it. 
Listen, Dakota can get his MVP honors, and then he can sit in the suite as the Eagles beat whoever the AFC representative is in the Super Bowl. Y'all keep talking. Listen. I will. Nothing would be funnier than the Eagles and the Cowboys meeting in the playoffs. Nothing. That's like something about the NFC NFC championship game between the Eagles and Cowboys would, would break my spirit. It would it, it 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 would it would warm my heart because I would know that at least one franchise is going to go into the offseason so bitter and so upset. Look at me let now. Me, I'm joyous thinking about it. That's how much me, I hate that. Let me tell you something, my brother. If the Eagles beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game, that the show after is just going to be me. Like this is I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on here early. Show started at seven thirty. I'm gonna be on this bitch at six forty five. I might we, be there with you getting some laughs. And we flaming. All I ask is, Dallas, if y'all lose in the playoffs again, do not go out on a play like that shit last time. I can't I can't take an offseason to that. I can. Speaking of offseasons, how many more weeks does Brendan Staley have left before his offseason begins early? Oh, he's gonna finish the season. Justin Herbert is gone. Whatever. Finish the season. Doesn't matter. Five and seven. Who cares? You can still look for a new coach while he's still there. I'm sure he knows they're it's looking. Over. Yeah, it's he knows wrap. it's over. We know it's a wrap. You know, you know. Listen, you know who I can definitely see taking over the Chargers after watching uh, the slate of games last night. Who? Dan Quinn. That would be hilarious. Yeah, get him out of Dallas. Yeah, Dan Quinn gonna take the Chargers job. You. That, that's eight. Y'all, y'all, that is, now that's hate. That is yes. You act, you act like your your offensive your offensive staff is not going to be there. Who anybody hiring Ryan Johnson? Yeah, we exactly. I ain't got nothing to worry about. Anybody hiring that man? Uh, let's talk about the media, right? Let's talk about let's let's talk about Zion Williamson. Has the media been bullying this man following that NBA in season tournament game? I feel like we can talk about Zion's weight without being disrespectful. And I feel like we're just getting these fat jokes off because his weight, it, it is, it is a point of concern. It is something that has hindered his career, but we like Steve may just call that man fat. Like, come on, man. Okay. He, he, he would eat a table. Come no, on, no, bro. no, 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 stop. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen A. Smith said somebody, his sources from New Orleans. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Stephen A. Smith said his sources from New Orleans reported that Zion Williams, first off, he said they love when Zion Williamson comes to their restaurant because they know he is going to eat and eat good. So good, in fact, that he might eat the table. If you don't believe that Stephen A. Smith said that, ladies and gentlemen, I don't come, I don't come ill prepared. Of course, I come prepared. And, and here's the, like who Hold who on. in the, who in the chef group chat? It is shameful. You got chefs in New Orleans. I'm not exaggerating. I'm quoting people. You got chefs in New Orleans who love them. They're looking for them. Everybody, every chef there wants to meet him because they know he'll show up to their restaurant. The the, the word out on Zion Williamson is that he'll eat the table. <laughs> I'm quoting. He'll eat the table. What in the hell? Is going on with Zion Williamson? Hold on, but this this is where I really got to laughing because Unc. Oh my God. Because two things are happening. If something is going one way and his behind is going the other way, 
Like that's too much. Now Unc. Now Unc. Now Unc. Now Unc and Stephen A. I hear the message y'all are trying to say. <laughs> like, why do we have to do his that? Stomach going one way and his behind going the other. <laughs> if I'm Zion, Shannon Sharp got to run me to fade just over that. Just over that line, Shannon Sharp hey, got to run me to fade. Let me, let me tell you something. Zion don't want to run no fade against Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is an old black man from the south. He got uh, he got that extra bit of strength. Uh, he don't want he, he better got, come with a he gun. He got that outhouse strength. Yeah. Hey, you better come with a pistol. <laughs> Stephen A. Yes, or just didn't say that, man. Now that's yes, when you run the fade. Now that you catch Stephen A slipping. Stephen that's A, your sources didn't say that. No, they didn't. And if your sources did say that, you gotta nah, if your sources say that, you gotta out your sources. Cause I'm not dying on that hill. Not not no. uninvited. Nah. I'm gonna get some names off. His sources himself. Oh man. No. Oh. Speaking of themselves, someone who's gonna be able to take care of themselves is Shohei Otani. Danny, I don't know if you know, but my man signed a 10-year $700 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So when I saw that, I said, Oh, so my man's getting paid 70 million a year to play baseball. Nope, nope, nope. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, it was then reported about 24 hours later that Shohei Otani is going to actually defer up to around 680 million of his money to the next decade. What this means is he's essentially letting the Dodgers know they can wait a decade to pay him so they can pay other folks so they can make the team better so we can go out and win a World Series sooner rather than later. And then I'll come back and I'm going to get my money and blood on the back end. Let me tell you, when I look into this, and then I looked into this is how the MLB does their um does their salary cap because they don't have the hard salary cap rule. Nope. I sat back and I thank two people, Roger Goodell and Adam Silver. Thank you for the hard salary cap. Because in the NBA and NFL, this shit would drive me up a fucking wall. Because you know what it's essentially saying? If you're a fan of a team and their ownership does not believe in spending money, you are not going to compete. Or if you are going to compete, it's because you're going to have to develop, develop, develop. Who the fuck wants to do that? All I know is those 10 years he's getting that 68 million, his permanent address is going to be in Texas or Florida. Oh, yeah. It will not be in California. Not, not with those taxes. And I think that was a reason, too. I think. He wanted to. No, I mean, yeah, them that permanent address gonna be in Dallas or Miami because he knew. Yeah, he take that seventy million this year, brother. Them taxes, Ooh. you'll see thirty of it. Yeah. No, 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 no. He said, "Run me all my money." Yeah. I live in Texas. I live in Texas. Um, speaking of living, John Moran is fighting for his fucking life. Not on the court, not on the court, but in court. There's a video servicing of John Morant in court civil suit. If y'all remember, he got in a little altercation fighting a young teenager. Yep. Listen, this this the 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 prosecutor's defense has John Morant showing folks how he passes a basketball. Holy now Lord. there was no sound in this, so I had to kind of create my own kind of VO of what I think this might be going on, and I came came to it. 
I'm thinking Zion, I mean, not Zion, John Moran in there talking about some, I mean, the, the prosecution is in there talking about some, do you see the force in which he passes the ball? Of course, with that much force, he can't have any regard for human life. You, He must have tried to kill my, my, my client. And I just know that judge is in there thinking about whatever the fuck they're about to have for lunch and probably getting ready to say, are y'all fucking serious right now? Can can we talk? This is where our tax dollars is going to. Can we talk about for a second how terrible food is when you're on jury duty? Like it's awful. I've never been on jury duty. I have. It's terrible. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. I feel like if I got sentenced to jury duty, I would be the guy that they might have to get up out of there. Did I tell you? I told you so when I went to jury duty and what that guy said to get out of it, and I won't even mad at him. What would he say again? Uh, so, like, they ask you questions like, oh, do you think there's anything, you know, that makes you biased? Like, you can't do it. And one guy was like, yeah, I don't trust the police. And they were like, you can go. <laughs> and he left. <laughs> he oh, was like, yo, bro, I got my next line. Yo, Is that man, he was like, yo, the police be lying. And they were like. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. I, listen, they asked me, yo, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Darius, is there anything that might prevent you from being able to serve on this i'm going there i'm going there yelling the police get away with murder <laughs> and they and they're gonna be like you know what go and have a seat yeah, yeah, yeah sir yeah get up out of here yeah we're done here all right danny we can end this with some good old-fashioned fantasy football talk i i, I think we kind of i kind of spoke my piece on it earlier um it's funny enough of the three leagues this that I commissioned this year, I only made the playoffs in the in our, in our redraft league. I'm riding with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I will only go as far as they'll take me. But I want to stick on the Dynasty League because we got Kyle in here. Kyle didn't make the playoffs, so congratulations after your season last year. Yeah. I'm going to I'm looking at my Dynasty team this year, and I can't say this year was a complete failure. I know I said that if we made the playoffs, I would look at this season as a success, but we were in it to the very last game, the very last game. I can't, you know what I mean? We were in it to the very last last game, so we had a chance to make the playoffs. We just couldn't get the win that we needed. I'm okay with it was a blowout, so yeah, I was upset with my team at kind of our final result. But when I look at the totality of the season, we had a decent season based off of where we were coming in at. We were projected to finish dead last and end up finishing eighth, I believe. Yeah, eighth, seventh, eighth, somewhere in that range. So now, Danny, similar to you, I turned my attention to our consolation bracket um, and the draft. I, I think when I look at my team and I look at my draft board, I own Bam's first round pick and I own my own second round pick. So that right there is going to be a top four pick in the first round um, and a top four pick in the second round. And then I own five third round picks. I think I'm setting myself up to maybe have a pretty good draft season. And um, hey, next year, I think the Horn Ducks will be back. I think we'll be contending. I think next year, this is still a young team. Um, I think there's a lot of potential. Tajay Spears, Keaton Mitchell, uh, Jerome Ford. Um, what's my man's name from the Bengals? Chase Brown, Devon A-Chain, George Pickens. I got I got my two, you know, franchise dual quarterbacks in Jared Goff and Trevor Lawrence that I play by matchup. 
You know, I got Mike Evans, who's the solid vet in the locker room. I think there's some pieces here that I can really build around next year. I mean, the draft will be will be important. I got to hit the draft. You know, got to got to be productive in the draft. And who knows? Maybe I package up some some players and some picks. Maybe try to go out and get another solid running back or another solid wide receiver. We will see. That's all I got for for Dynasty. Um, to the Horn Ducks, if you're listening, it was a good season. Proud of you guys. We'll be back next year. Oh, you're not going to do the Horn Ducks now? That was a perfect right. time to do it. Horn Ducks. Perfect. Uh, over here at Ronald Asley's tax return, I had missed the playoffs. I lost. No back-to-back championships for me, which is okay. Uh, I think this team is a star or two away from being true contenders. Uh, you know, we have some some quality players, some nice vets, some nice rookies, but I, I think they're, they're missing, especially uh, an elite pass catcher, right? Like I have Devontae Smith, but I need someone that, like a Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair with Devontae. Do you know what's funny about MHJ? This is what I'll say. I know a lot of people have him as 101 in a lot of dynasty drafts, depending on your league. Mm-hmm. I I'm really curious to see the destination because it will it Same. will determine it will determine a lot. Marvison Harrison Jr. on the Chiefs, for example, we might be on to something. Marvison Harrison Marvin Harrison Jr. on the Patriots. I'm I, hope I don't know up- if I take that 101 if like a Keon Coleman ends up on the Chiefs. Same. Or, but I think or, Marvin like, Harris ends up on the Chiefs. Or or you know what I'm saying? Or like um Keon Coleman ends up on the Texans or a team like that, where I'm like, I find more value there. Like I could see, I could see that. So very curious to see where MHJ goes. I think he's gonna be a Cardinal. Like I, I'm kind of hoping he goes to Arizona with Kyler Murray. Now we cooking. Now we cooking. I know for me, oh yeah, out of five fantasy leagues, I made the playoffs in two. Uh, one is an old work league. I've been dominating all year. I expect that to continue if Tyreek is healthy. And the second one is our Superflex league. I don't have much faith. Again, I have Gino and Justin Herbert both are hurt. So now I'm relying on Desmond Ritter and potentially Drew Locke. That's not going to be fun. Um, in a charity league with some friends of mine, I built my team around Justin Jefferson. So that went down the shitter as soon as he got hurt. Um, redraft started off real slow, and then all of a sudden, Saquon Barkley remembered how to play football, and we've been on a bit of a streak. Now, I went from last place to the first guy out of the playoffs, which is very frustrating because that team was good if Nick Chubb didn't get hurt and Saquon remember how to play football. But that's okay because I don't have to pay that's the winner. I don't have that's to pay the win- half of the winner's dues, and that was the goal. Like once I was eliminated, it's like okay, I just can't finish in last place, and I did. It's so funny that coming into this fantasy team, the two teams I was most confident in did not make the playoffs, both by one game, one game. And oh, in dynasty or in redraft? It, well, um, in that league, the. Uh, the the league with my college buddies and then the league with the the superflex dy- uh, superflex dynasty league that I lost off the Titans in the Dolphins game but both of those both of those teams come to the season I was like 
these two will make i i was like these two will make the playoffs yeah one. like the our redraft league the one you commissioned when i drafted that team i was like yeah this team that built it around nick chubb and saquon i was like yeah we good like and i had and the year to year bench year. and i was like, yeah it's a year to year thing it's a beautiful thing and i i would also say Another reason why I'm really excited for my team is because I have a lot of players on there. Somebody like Tajay Spears, where I think next year they're going to start getting more ticks, and I think they're going to turn up. Like it wouldn't surprise me next year if Tajay Spears, like he's been turning up the last couple games, getting more and more touches. It wouldn't surprise me next year if he really turns up. And then I'm very curious to see where Devon A. Chain, what he continues to do, Keaton Mitchell, what he continues to do. Surprisingly sneaky pick that I'm going to hold on to, Chase Brown. I don't think the Bengals keep Joe Mixon much longer. It's funny. I'm glad we did that Christian Watson trade. I really like him. He's good. Yeah. I had to break up him and Romeo Dobbs. So, yeah. That, you know, sometimes you just got to get someone off your team. Like me and Deontay Johnson had to get him the fuck out of my locker room. Had to get him out of my locker room. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. So, nine fantasy leagues only made the playoffs in three. They will be three leagues, I guess. Well, two of the leagues. Two of the leagues I, I plan on returning to. Kyle said out of 22 leagues, he made 13. Congratulations, Kyle. That's impressive. That's impressive. Um, but, Kyle, you said something egregious a couple of minutes ago. Yes. We and we're going to slide. This is going to be our, our last take, our last topic before we wrap this thing up. So, Kyle, I just wanted to let you know you're an impromptu addition to the docket. Ladies and gentlemen, earlier today in the broadcast, our good friend Kyle said, Potential hot take. The Sopranos is not a good show. What? Kyle, you couldn't be more wrong. Sopranos is TV greatness. The blend of hard, gritty action with racism, with real life dad to dad, I mean, real life day to day parenting issues versus, I mean, mixed with drugs, sex, hookers. Crime, murder. drugs, murder, mixed with good old wholesome Americanness. One could say that The Sopranos is a depiction of American life. For me, it's season two, Tony, in his racism to Meadows' black boyfriend. Like that whole season, every episode, he had a new slur. For black people, and it was hilarious. Kyle, you haven't seen comedy until you see a man look at Uncle Ben's rice in the eyes and then pass out. <laughs> he looked Uncle Ben rice in the eyes and passed out. Come on, come on, oh. come, on. come on. There's, I might watch an episode tonight. There's, no, that was comedic. That was TV gold, TV greatness. Oh. And Kyle, two things can be true because Breaking Bad was TV gold as well. Yes. Danny, let the people know where to find you, my good brother. You can find me on X at DannyOcean41. Uh, might go silent for the next couple of days. It's been a very busy week at work. I always say that. And then I just get on my phone and I get on Twitter and start tweeting random stuff. So, yeah, DannyOcean41. My bad. Follow the pod. Speak on underscore pod. Uh, Instagram. Twitter. TikTok. Um, D, where can the folks find you? You can find me on X at Los Demix. That's L-O-S-D-E-E-M-I-X. That is also my handle on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitch. 
uh, Wednesday nights, uh, Wednesday night functions with Los D Mix. I will be uh, DJing on Instagram on Wednesday nights. Uh, so if you guys, if you guys uh, happen to be on Instagram and see me going live, tap in, hop in with me. Um, Danny, you like that Wednesday night function? So me and my man, who me and my homie, who I believe he's low key turning, he's kind of low key turning into my manager. Anyway, uh, I was like, I need like a name for like my night. You know what I mean? Like my type of function. You know, to give it a name. And uh, and I was like, because in my mind, I had this thing of like playing like a real disco, funk, electronic dance, dance hall, I'm a piano type set for a night. Give a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more uppity, a little bit more joyous in the tone, tonality, a little more upbeat. <clears throat> so I was I was like, what if I named this funk with me Friday? And he was like, I like it, but don't segment to a day. It's bad. So he was like, what if you just cut it and just say function? F-U-N-K dash T-I-O-N. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no, I, I like this. So now I like it's like, okay, I like function. I, I could do function. So now, so then I was thinking, then my marketing brain went off. I started, I was like, oh, there's different ways you can flip it. When I DJ on Wednesday night on Instagram, Wednesday night function. If I do, like, when I start doing, like, start throwing parties with function in it, we were like, we got to make everyone themed. So you can have like disco night function. I don't know, mask marade function, stuff like that. Or then if it's just a regular night, I'm just playing stuff, function. I like it. Trademark so, that. So I'm, I'm working through it, but you know what I mean? The, I'm thinking over here. I'm thinking over here, trying to do something. Man. Trying to do something, man. <laughs> That name, that name really functions, D. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, I'm, when I smoke my black mouth after this, I'm gonna be laughing at this at that comment for a while. That, uh, 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 that that's pretty, that's pretty hilarious. Um, Danny, before we get out of here, yes, I, play, I, I like doing this where I play something that I've been vibing to. So today. On my music exploration as I've been searching for stuff, I was in the 90s. Okay. Right? I was in the 90s and I was messing around with um a lot of like new jack swing type of beats from the 90s. And okay. I've been listening to this for a lot uh, of today. I don't, you you remember back in the day, uh Guy, the group Guy? Come yes. On, uh so you remember this song? Yes. Groove me. I've been listening to this all day. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here with us, and all we can do is thank you. Throughout what you do for the next couple of days, the next five days, six days, seven days, make sure you speak on it. Life hmm, is interesting. It has its ups. It has its downs. Sometimes a motherfucker will try you even in the workplace. We must keep calm. We must keep our cool, and we must remember to speak on it because it's going to be all right. Thank you all for showing up. Y'all have a blessed night.